0: Hi, welcome to another episode of Podcast from the Edge, talking common sense. This is your host, Manju, otherwise known as Ms. EM, and I'm so glad you're able to join in for tonight's discussion. I'll be speaking with Tom and Debbie. This will be our final installment of the topic, What is Being Taught to Our Children. And in today's episode, we'll be more focused on what parents can do to protect their children from this type of indoctrination. So I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, so welcome back, Tom and Debbie. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. How from are the you Institute both? Of History, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, how are you both doing?
1: Good. Thank you. Very
0: well. Thank, Good, you. thank you. That's that's great to hear. Okay, so. For this evening's discussion, why don't we discuss about what is the reason Marxism and or communism entered the culture in America? And maybe you could also give us a few highlights about Saul Alinsky and how he played a role.
1: Sure. Before we Uh, get
0: to the final inquiry, which is what can parents do to save their kids?
1: Okay. So yeah, you don't hear the word Marxism or communism much in the media to describe it, um, to describe, um, you know, what's going on in America. And uh, they they do shield themselves from being labeled communists or Marxists, uh, because it doesn't sell well. But, but here's the attraction of Marxism. You know, freedom is a, um, like, take, for example, just freedom of speech. You know, it's, It's not a natural thing to want uh, freedom of speech for people that you disagree with, or, um, you know, and and so it's a difficult thing to contend with it, Uh, you know, with the liberties, you know, and, and Declaration of Independence says, we hold these truths to be self evident, that our Creator gave us our rights. You know, we are endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights, life liberty the pursuit of happiness you know it's it's more instinctual in human nature to want to be protected to be cared for you know when you have a big uh big government over you like even back in the days of our revolution the king uh, represented big government and his you know and you just went along with what the king did so to step out into something called liberty was very radical. Uh, thing to do. And so it's been an uphill battle. And communism is so attractive because it promises to care for you from the cradle all the way to the grave. So it, it, it's, it's like the communism, Marxism um, is a mask that the devil uses to rob people of faith and I'm not just talking about religious faith, I'm talking about any faith, it takes faith to start a business, it takes faith to uh, stand up for something that you believe in that other people don't believe in, you know, it takes faith to be, um, uh, you know, to to start a new career. And, and, um, and without the cover of government guiding you through promising, promising you everything, you know, it's like a safety net. No matter what, you know. It, so faith requires you to trust something higher than yourself, which is God. So it, it was important for Marxism, uh, and and it didn't it didn't come easy in America. America, because we America was a religious country. Even though um, everybody was religious, not everybody was Christian. There was a consensus that there was a God that he was real and that he, his standard of righteousness uh, was in the scriptures. And that was part of the American culture. And it was part of the Christian, Western Christian padea that America adopted. So the Marxists had to remove that. And we talked a little bit about that, you know, how they did that. The first thing they had to do was to um, take over the universities and the colleges. And that wasn't easy. It took them uh, decades to do that, but they did it. You know, they had to, um, you know, very slowly overcome that, that. You know, and and be and and be, they became more and more radical as time went on. And people like Saul Al- Alinsky and um, and and many others like him became a powerful imp. Influence on the campuses of universities, so especially during the 60s. But the but removing God from the culture was a primary thing to do. Now Christianity, um, and Christianity see God um, as a Trinity. You know that there's one God, but there's three different parts to that one God. He has a duality: God and His Son and then a a Holy Spirit, a Trinity so that had to be removed. It's just like if uh, an artifact in a museum, if you were to remove it from its place, you'd have to put something there very quickly to replace it with, you know, a fraud that that so people wouldn't see that it was gone. And so um, it's very interesting how You could say the communists did it or the progressives did it, but it was really a spiritual influence that did it. So in the the Trinity, there's God, the Father, who is the creator God, the prime mover. Well, that was replaced by Darwinism that teaches there is no creator of the universe. There's uh, no creational design. The universe came into being by itself and man evolved from some primordial something or another, some primordial soup, without God uh, designing it, you know, so that, that that took care of God, the creator. Now, God, the son, who is the incarnation of God, came to establish the kingdom of God to save and redeem man from his own self-love or uh, from our own self-love and which is destructive. And 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 so by entering into the kingdom of God, and people become unselfish and, and they put, you know, um, God first in their life and they love their neighbor as their self. So Jesus came and taught the kingdom of God is the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man. That was replaced by Marxism. You know, Marxism teaches there's no need for the son of God because man himself will set up a worker's paradise based on economic equality. And that will create the brotherhood of man, and and the state will take care of you. So you don't need God, you don't need His kingdom. So what about the Holy Spirit? What? How did that get replaced? Well, that was uh, uh, came. You know, after Darwinism, after Marxism, came Freudianism, because um, the Holy Spirit is the part of God that can indwell man and regenerate man into a new creature through the process of denying our selfish nature and coming alive to God's unselfish nature. Well, Freudian, um, you know, the study of psychology without the need for the Holy spirit um, man can reflect on his, on himself and, um, and introspect his own mind and heart without God. So there, there you have a new Trinity, you know, so these spirits slowly overtook, um, the universities, expelling God as the source and the origin of all that is good. And their motive was that the youth must be freed from existing mores, values, belief systems, traditions, customs, through public education and made ready for another sort of programming, a utilitarian type of programming, eliminating the ideals of Christian virtue um, and children would be prepared to be parts of a progressive um, culture. So the progressives took over all the social sciences, psychology, sociology, international relations, uh, history, political science, anthropology, and economics. And they, they took over the law schools. And, um, you know, so uh, m- most importantly, they took over the educational departments and the, and the uh, teaching colleges um, that, that would train the teachers for public schools. So it's important to recognize that this ideology is not gonna stop until it's devoured all of our institutions. Progressivism, um, progressive atheism is the institutional orthodoxy of almost every college and university in the United States with very, very few exceptions. So, and you can see by their taking over of the law schools, how that manifested in our Supreme Court throughout the 20th century. You know, in 1962, we have the case of Engel versus Vitale, where uh, officially they barred prayer from public school. In 1962, Abington uh, Abington School District versus Shemp, they banned the Bible reading from school. Um, 1985, Wallace versus Jeffrey banned silent prayer from school. 1992, Lee versus Wiseman, they banned clergy from offering benediction or invocation at public school graduations. And then in 1995, prayer was forbidden at uh, athletic events. So uh, gradually, once God was expelled from the school system, then they owned it, you know, because in every culture, there's a, a pyramid or a hierarchy of, of, of order. And what people focus on, uh, uh, what they put at the top of the pyramid, is what unites the culture. you know. And for for um, 200 years, God was at the top of the, the pyramid. In God we trust. And once God was removed, then what do you have at the top of the, the pyramid? You know, you have nothing really, you know. um, So all this set up the schools to groom the students in Marxist constructs, such as critical race theory, 1619 project, radical gender ideology, which all happened very quickly in the past few years since the Obama administration. So, um, you know, what's interesting, how did conservatives miss it? You know, we, we talked about that. You know, actually, we were warned about it by C.S. Lewis and George Aldwell, uh, George Aldwell, Aldous Huxley, and more recently, like men like Ronald Reagan, uh, Bishop Fulton Sheen, William Buckley, Thomas Sowell, uh, uh, Carol Swain, Rush Limbaugh, Mark Levin, uh, Rod Dreyer, and many others saw this coming and warned us. But, you know, it it just didn't, um, you know, It didn't click, you know, because people didn't see it happening uh, in their own hometown. You know, we watch the national news media, and including conservative media, and we can look at things far away. By sense, they sensationalize certain things, and it takes our eye off the ball, which is happening in our local politics, in our local institutions, in our local school boards. So another factor is that Americans have developed uh, an acute fear of speaking up. You know, we talked about that last time, that poll that where 77% of conservatives, this is recent poll, are afraid to share what they believe politically. So um, there's one quote that I just want to give at this point. Uh, Thomas Sowell, he's an African-American educator, economist, historian. And he said this decades ago. He said, And he warned what was coming to the schools. And he said, schools exist for one reason, the education of children. Schools do not exist to provide ironclad jobs for teachers. Schools do not exist to provide billions of dollars in union fees for teachers' unions. Schools do not exist to provide monopolies for educational bureaucracies. Schools do not exist to provide guaranteed market for graduates of teachers' college. And schools certainly do not exist to provide a captive audience for indoctrinating schools. Schools exist.
2: Indoctrinating, children.
1: indoctrinating uh, children. yeah. Schools exist for the education of children. So, um, you know, through the critical race theory, um, you know, we, we've, we they don't identify as Marxists, even though in the college and universities they're free to call themselves communists, and Marxist, and they do. They self-identify. Professors do that. Majority of history uh, departments, professors, they they identify themselves as Marxist or as um, communist. But they, in order to, um, how do they press it into public school where they're dealing with, um, you know, the regular pub, uh, public? They call themselves social activists, um, social justice warriors, democratic socialists, progressives community activists that's what obama called himself uh and mark marx has pushed their agenda toward an authoritarian government by claiming to promote economic justice racial equity gender equity environmental justice you know that's what they're doing at the, at the world economic forum now they're 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 th- you know threatening the world that we're going to fall apart because of of um global warming and, and they need uh governments to cooperate with this, um, with this ideology that
0: agenda. Right, yeah.
1: With, yeah. With this big Marxist agenda. And, and so, you know, for social justice sake, you know, uh, which is all sounds so good, especially to children, especially to young teenagers and, and especially the, the, the Marxist led organizations, they don't call, you know, there is a, an American communist party that is, you know, well-funded, well supported, but they don't that's not what they put in the media. They uh, things like Black Lives Matter. That was originated by three cel- uh, women that identified as Marxists. Mm-hmm. And then Antifa, that's a Marxist, that's a militant arm of the Marxist uh, uh, agenda. You know, and then in of course, in Congress we have the squad, we have the Progressive Labor Party. With Freedom Road Socialist Party, and there's all these nonprofits that are all, um, you know, influencing the, uh, the public dialogue and, of course, the media. And, and all these organizations and ideas currently enjoy the support of the President of the United States, the Democrat, uh, the Democrat Party leadership, many city governments in the U.S., almost all colleges and universities in America, the teachers' unions, most of the news media, most of social media, the entertainment industry, and the majority now of young people in America. So uh, you know, the, the, the cultural war has been um, turned by them, you know, to um, you know to destroy the American institution and that Western Christian pedia. So progressivism, well is the sorry go ahead tom okay progressivism is the face of communism really you know and and it's a wolf in sheep's clothing it's really it's really the the spirit of satan in the world saul alinsky we mentioned um he dedicated his books rules for radicals Mm -hmm. to to satan (laughs) believe it or not to lucifer Right.
0: that's right yes yes
1: and and like people like hillary uh clinton um like she, she wrote her uh, her thesis in in uh, graduate school on Saul Alinsky's theories. Oh, uh, she
0: did more than that. I think in her college years, um, she used to write him letters, and they used yeah, to actually yep, have yep. an exchange. She invited him
1: to speak, uh, you know, at her college, and, and Obama was a big fan of his too. So, um, you know, th- th- and there's there's other people too that that are that are like him. Howard Zinn. Like the the, the, the best selling history book in in the United States today is Howard Zinn's People's History of the United States. And he self-identifies as a communism. It's all lies. You know, it's it's you know, he takes the truth, twists it um to and to make America look bad. You know, so so why are they doing that? You know, the driving oh, can we go back? just sure. one
0: more thing um i wanted to go back to your social justice theme that you had discussed previously about how mm-hmm. um a lot of conservative leaders um were you know telling people and warning people about the effects of mar- marxism right. coming into american culture
2: right right
0: and what i remember is um you know during I'm not sure about the George H W Bush era, but I do remember a lot during the George W Bush um, presidency Uh where there were a lot of these lawsuits from atheist groups or individuals who are atheists that would try to take down the the 10 commandments from public buildings or taking God out of the pledge allegiance. Like they felt uncomfortable about that um, because other religions, you know, um, children of other religions are in present in class. So they didn't want to have under God, you know, it should be maybe under Allah or under who knows, you know, things right, like that, right, that they used right. to say that it's, mm-hmm. it's making people feel uncomfortable. Right. Um, And I remember George W. Bush really didn't do anything right about that. And um, when Rush Limbaugh or someone like Bill O'Reilly would talk about it, you know, on his TV show, um, why do you think that is?
1: Well, the the thing, well, it it really goes to the heart, you know, like, um, you know, George Bush was a Christian, you know, like, and. Um, you know, claim to be a Christian, but how, um, you know, he had the opportunity to pass uh, a marriage act, you know, that would define marriage as between uh, a man and a woman and to, to pass a law that that where, where that would be the definition in America for marriage. This was before gay marriage was legalized and all that. And he didn't want to spend his political capital on that because it thought it would be, um, it would hurt the Republican party, you know, so that, that was a major mistake that he made, you know, and, um, you know, so I don't know, you know, they, it just, they just let it slip away because their, their, their faith wasn't really rooted in the courage that Christ had and the life of Christ, you know, cause, what Jesus did, he, he confronted evil in every, um, in every phase of it, you know, even to his death. He never right. stopped facing death. So when, when we get away from that, when we back out because of self-interest from, from anything, this is a life and death battle. You know, it's an existential battle. Either one yeah. side is going to win or the other side is going to, you know, a house divided cannot stand. It's going to collapse one side is going to win and one side is going to lose and right. the, the um the the left and the progressives and the communists behind them are dedicated they've been playing the yes. long game
2: much more dedicated than the everyday christian right. or or, or the, the everyday conservative right you know they, they they too have see the whole thing is people have compromised their lives and they don't realize that they have they think they're good people because they have a family, they take care of their children, they go to work every day, but but th- th- there is not a true dedication to to goodness and truth, and and it's it's like, you know, I, I say these things, and I think you know people don't don't quite get it because evil is evil and good is good, and you can't be in between. There's no on the right. fence. You know, you, Jesus said you can't be lukewarm. I'm going to spit you out. You know, I mean, and there's a lot, a lot, a lot of lukewarmness in America. Right. You know, they do believe in God. They would like to be good. But, you know, but I need my job, you know, and in politics, it's like well, I'm getting money from this uh, lobby. And so and, you know, it's it's hard to fight with the guy who's a Democrat, you know, because I like him and he's my friend. But that friend is going against many values that are are good and true you know right. he may be a nice friend there but he wants to kill babies he he wants to you know trans trans you know transform transform children you know what i mean and yeah. and so he's not a nice guy you know what i mean and so people right. are, are compromising and they think if they compromise with evil evil will leave them alone no evil will Make you more evil,
1: right? And you know, know, evil it, doesn't what, stop. what it comes down to is, we got to face evil in ourselves. You know, we can think, you know, if we don't recognize the evil that's in our own lives, we we can't deal with it outside of ourselves. And it doesn't take much meditation to recognize what's wrong with it in our own heart, and to and to work on it. and And it takes discipline to do that, and it takes the power and the life of God to do it. You know the Holy Spirit is that part of God that reveals us for what we are, and then replaces it with God. You know, and that and and the thing is, people used to know that. People used to realize, you know, that that man human nature is not good. The founders definitely realized that. You know, they, they, and that's why they they you know they they they, they made a,
2: boundaries. They, yeah, they put
1: yeah they put um checks and balances into our government because they knew human nature you know and that it wasn't good and they heard those sermons they went to church and they heard you know those old time preachers telling people not to sin and what if they were sinning they would reveal that sin and America went through that they went through great awakenings where the holy spirit came down and people repented not for what the country was doing or what their neighbor was doing, but what for what they were doing. And then once enough people did that, the country straightened out. you know and the absence of that and, and what happened in America though, with slavery, people not enough people would examine themselves and and we ended up in a civil war that cost a million lives and right. and you know and because people were selfish and they put money, and and property above what was right and decent and good in God's life, it, it, you know, in God's sight. So um, you know, and the same thing is happening today, you know, so we have to um, you know, really uh examine ourselves to see what, you know, what's going on inside of ourselves so we can be uh, you know, culture warriors that are that are effectual, you know, and um
2: yeah families you know, have but to... one
1: yeah one thing we have to recognize is what they want and they, they want to fundamentally change America into a socialized central state controlled by an elite group of technocrats you know and and undergirded by a huge bureaucracy you know that will guide us into, the re- utopia of social justice and equity we got to recognize that's what's happening and our minds just don't want to admit it that that's what's happening you know because you know it's you know gen- my generation grew up tr- trusting government trusting you know even even the democrats you know they would they would make decisions in the interest of america you know there was a time before they were totally captured by the progressives and you know, we got to recognize that this is evil, totally evil. And, and we have to, you know, put our own life on the line. And I'm not saying I'm not advocating any violence at all. But right. you know, be willing to take the hits in telling people what is going on and, and being, you know, making helping people become aware of what's going on.
2: Yeah, families have to understand that, you know, it, it is a matter of, you know. Like life and death, really, because, you know, if you're a mom or a dad and you have a family and you're both working and there's no time to to really know what's going on with your children in their school, sometimes it's better not to have two cars, not to have a big house. You know, have a small house and one car and, and somebody stay home and, and or work only part time and be able to know what the kids are doing, what the children are doing and take an interest in what is happening at the school. You know, there's, uh, um you know, some friends of ours that like volunteer at school so they know what's going on in the school. And, and you know, then there's other ones that are homeschooling because y- y- you're really sending your children to a place where. You know, they, they just want to destroy them. They, they don't want them to think about mom and dad. They they want them to think the teacher is more important. The teacher is smarter.
0: Right. The,
2: the, the social worker, you know, they have these the social workers now at school. They, the, the, they're smarter. And if you're uncomfortable with your body, if you're uncomfortable with yourself, we can help you feel comfortable. You know what I mean? When I went to school, I was overweight. I didn't have a boyfriend. I didn't go to prom. You know, all this stuff, but nobody told me that I should do something weird with my body. You know what I mean? And nobody, right. me. they, they, it, it was my, pretty much suck it up, you know, and just go on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, and, right. You know, it like you try to eat better, exercise some more, or whatever, you know what I mean? And
1: do your best, <laughs> and do your
2: best. It was happening, but it wasn't like, you know, you should change your whole body and everything, and then you're going to feel better. And actually in reality, even when they do change their bodies, they're not happier anyway. No teenager is really happy with their body. That's I don't right. know of any person that's happy with their body. Right. Exactly. You know, I, my hair is too thin. My I'm too short, you know, um, I'm pudgy, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, or I'm, right. too, I'm too thin, I'm too tall, you know, whatever. Nobody likes what they look like. And, and so it's like, it's so dumb to tell people, well, you can change it all. And you then you're going to be happy. No, you're not. Because your That's mind right. is still, your mind's still going to be the same. You right.
0: Know? right. Yeah, exactly. Well, if we can now turn to what parents can now do. Um, to protect their kids from indoctrination and education. What, what do you suggest?
1: Well, the, the, they you know th- there has to be like a um a structure in the children's life and there has to be like um you know at you know god has to be put first in people's lives they have to
2: know there is a god th- th-
1: they, they have to know that there's a god and that god created them in his image and his likeness and that god loves them the, you know that however they are you know and that um you know that there is standards you know there there is you know, uh, commandments that God put down. And there's things to learn about God, you know, from the scriptures or even from the Quran, you know, and, you know, that there is a moral code, you know, even in the Hindu scriptures or or whatever, whatever family, whatever the religion right. is, there's a moral code in there that puts right. God at the top and that puts um, a moral standard that God's projecting. And so, but you don't even have to be religious about it. You just have to like. Um,
2: to, to be a good to, person. To, to, and yeah, and, to, and to, that brings happiness. Right. It really does. I mean, right. you're unselfish. You do something for somebody. It brings happiness, you know, right. and that's what the children have to know that, you know, being unselfish, being a friend to somebody, you know, um, you know, doing chores around the house, you know, being responsible, that all brings happiness. And it brings a, a security and the one thing is, you know, if there's a mom and dad at home, that brings a lot of security to children where they're not going to stray as much. You know what I mean? Right.
1: Right. And, and children have to, to learn to deal with difficulties. Right. You know what I mean? You can't bubble wrap a kid. You know, they, they've got to be, you know, um, exposed to, you know, when things hurt, you, you know, they got as you know, of course, as they're growing up, you know, age appropriate. But. Um, you know, they they got to, you know, face that life isn't gonna be uh, a bowl of cherries where the you know the government is gonna take care of you, the school is gonna take care of you. You gotta make decisions on your own. You gotta make um decisions that are righteous and that are good and that are true. You know, and um have
2: yeah, to play fair, y- you to, know, to learn how to lose. It's okay to lose sometimes, yep, yeah. you
1: know. Right. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, so um that there has to be, you know, um, a willingness to make, um, you know, a, a conscious decision of what is your priority, you know. And if God is not at the top, then it everything is askew. Because... Well, what
0: about the curriculum? Um, let's say your child is in the third grade and you kind of want to know a little bit more of what's being taught some no, schools may know. not publicize so what's in their curriculum yeah. they, let me, they may let me hide it.
1: it yeah yeah with
0: words you know right, right. um should a parent do a FOIA request on the curriculum um should they make an appointment with the teacher um you know to look at what's being taught in the classroom look at their homework you know what are those things and let's say they do find something right. that's um has crt or something about gen transgenderism in there um do you have to make an appointment to speak to the teacher and let them know you know like this is inappropriate for my child huh. well they're,
1: they're very skilled at hiding it you know they they yes, you know, they really are true. you know like if you remember um last summer there was a um an undercover uh, project veritas gal that yes um, that talked to that, um, uh, guy that hired teachers in, the um, uh, in Greenwich. And, um, uh, yes. I have the transcript here. I just want to read a few sentences. So just to, just so people are aware of what they're up against. So it's about who they're hiring to become teachers. So, the, um, she, you know, he, he says, um, He's telling the, this this journalist who doesn't know. He thinks she's a liberal gal that he's trying to, um, you know, become friends with or whatever. He, and he go, he says, "We're teaching the children how to think. That's it. It doesn't matter what they think about if they think about it in a logical, progressive way. That becomes their habit." So the journalist says, "So you kind of like gear them to think in a more liberal way?" Yes. Believe it or not, the open, the open minded, more progressive teachers are actually more savvy about delivering a Democratic Party message without ever really having to mention politics. Okay, then then uh, she goes, uh, he goes. Remember that teacher I was talking about, the 40 year old? I'll never change that teacher. So. Um, so the conservative one who is stuck in her ways, I'll never be able to fire her. I'll never be able to change her. So I make an impact with the next teacher I hire. So my instinct for hiring, I've hired maybe you know, a bunch of people. So, so that's where I make my impact. So it's subtle. The, the teachers I hire will never say, oh, this is a liberal or a democratic way of doing things. They'll just make that the norm. And this is how we handle things, it's subtle. And, and the journalist says, that's how you get away with it. That's how we get away with it. How do you make sure the parents don't find out? They can find out so long as you never mention politics of it. You know, um, okay, so someone sides with the parents, then what? Uh, you let them explain, then you move on to the next question. That's He's talking about interviewing now. But eventually, what is the outcome of that? They don't get the job. You know, if somebody is going to take the side, they find out in the interview for the teachers if they're going to take the side of the parents or they're going to take the side of the of the Democratic Party, which is the progressive point of view. Mm -hmm. So if you have someone, a teacher who is hardcore religious or hardcore conservative, they will probably say something detrimental to the effect. Well, I don't think kids um, have enough knowledge to make that decision about gender identity at this age. Then you're out. You're done. That's, that's what he's saying about that teacher. They don't get the job. It's not, uh, I'm not a huge expert on religion, but Protestants in this area are probably the most liberal, but if they're Catholic conservative, so what, what do you do with the Catholics? If, if you find out someone is Catholic, then what you don't hire them. So what would you ever hire a Catholic? No, I don't want to, because if someone's raised Catholic, it's like they're brainwashed. You can never change their mindset. So you ask them to consider something new, like a new opportunity. You have to think about this differently. They're stuck. They're just rigid. So it goes on and on, you know, like they know, like the, the Democrats weren't angry that this guy said these things. They were angry that he got caught. Because right, this and
0: caught basically on. told the secrets,
1: right? This is good. This goes on in every hiring situation, you know? And so the, the, the the parents have to recognize that they're they're dealing with a teacher that's not going to tell them the truth
2: right
1: you know and and this with the um social emotional learning it's so subtly um placed you know it's a spirit what what it comes down to it's a spiritual battle there's a spiritual power behind these people and it takes an equal opposite spiritual power to Reveal them like the faith that that gal had in exposing that guy to get in into that place and pretend she was somebody she wouldn't. She wasn't and get them get this guy to talk. You know, that's the kind of faith
2: yeah, she, she, that it she takes. Had, she had got you know
1: what I mean? So you got to be very savvy about dealing with people. You know, you, you know, you can't. Um, you know, you just can't go in there and say, well, I'm a conservative and I believe this, this and this. And they'll work around you, and they'll never change, and and they might even back off on your kid, but they're not going to back off on the classroom, and they're not going to back off on what they're telling the the board of ed that they're teaching, you know. So you're dealing with dishonest people, you know, and and a dishonest program. So it it, it is very very difficult to find out what your kid is. you know, unless you can come home when the kid comes home from school and you can spend time with them. Well, what did they teach you? What did they say? What did they, you know, and, and you can, and, and teaching them principles that are true and right. And just that, like, like um the, uh, you know, God gave us our, our gender, you know, you're either a boy or a girl, you don't get a choice in that, you know, and, and telling kids that, 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 um uh, it's okay to be a trans kid or it's okay to be gay when they're eight years old or nine years old. That's not true. That goes against God's principles. You know, and you sound and, and then th- they're being taught in school that people that say things like that are homophobes, they're um they're uh racists, they're um white supremacists, you know, you know, so you know, so now you're the kids got to make a choice. You know, that's what they did in Nazi Germany. That's what they did in Mao's um, cultural revolution. You know, that's what they did under Stalin. Right. The, the kids turned in the parents, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and the parents, you know, yeah. were at, at some points were arrested and even executed.
2: Yeah, there was. You a... know, so
1: that it's like this is a softer tyranny than that, but it's the same spirit. It's the same devil.
2: There was a. a... Uh, on a show we watched, I forget what, which what, what what it was, but the whole thing is the parent parents didn't want the child to to uh, tr- transcend into a the the uh, transform into a boy or girl, whatever it was. You know what I mean? And they were fighting it and everything else. The teachers like were taken over, and so, so what happened was though that they, they went to court and they got the child taken away from the parents, and the child was living with somebody else that agreed that they could, you know be uh transformed yeah. so, so that and the, the mom and dad were on the on the show and they said we don't know what we what we did because she seemed like she was okay and all this happened and now she's we can't see her anymore you know they, they took their children their ch- child away you know what I mean so, mm-hmm. so if, if the child gets brainwashed into thinking that they're not who they are supposed to be, which is very easy for teenagers to to do that, I think you know, is, mm-hmm. and there's not much that parents can do because the, the state law, you know, we, we went to, we don't have any grandchildren or children in school, but the whole thing is we went to the board of education for a year. We went to all the board of education meetings. We spoke out about different things, which was transgenderism also. And we asked them if they were doing anything against the parents. And all they said was we're following the Connecticut law, state now, law the and, state and law, and federal, law. And federal law, which means they were doing what they wanted to do. They were telling the children that they could, you know, get them help if they wanted help with their, their genders. And, and, you know, from what I, what we could find is it's happening in the hospitals in Connecticut It's happening in the schools. And, you know, I went into this library down in, um, uh, Southern Connecticut. I forget what town was it, it was.
1: Stonington. That,
2: or, I know yeah. what it was, but I went to the library and there was a cartoon book right there, like as a new book. You know how if you go in the library, there's the new
0: books. Displayed. Yeah, I know. But you said what I call grooming books, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, it and was, and was pornographic. It was though. terrible. It was oh yeah, I, I know. That's why I call them grooming books because yeah. I think really? the yeah. reason why they make it like this animated book yeah. is, and instead of, and not like a word in you know, book, in a sense. Yeah. Um, I really feel yeah. like it's because they want children. They, they want to attract kids and kids are very much int- attracted to comic books.
1: Right. So what's right. the
0: best way to do this, except right. to make it into a comic book kind of way. Exactly. Yeah. Very clever. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. clever. But it's definitely happening in Connecticut. It's definitely right. happening across the country.
2: So parents got to be like on their toes. Right. You know, if there's any question, you know, and like I said before, if you can pull your kids out of school and be at home, you know, so what? You don't have two cars. So what if you have, you know, uh, the a car that's five years old. You don't need a new car. You don't need a brand new house. You need house. your kid. You, you need your children. <laughs> you
1: need their soul. Your
2: children will be happier. If you can bring up your child, the children would be happier and everything to know that you're home and wanting to see them every day and, right. and wanting to pay attention to them and wanting to, you know, you 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 know, make them happy.
1: Right. So let's, let's talk about, if it's okay, um, Manju, to talk about um, you know, how did this happen? This gender thing, you know, it, and it happened so quickly, you know, just until a few years ago, uh, a gender dysphoria, which is, you know, severe discomfort in one's biological sex was vanishingly rare. Okay. It was becoming less and less. It was typically found in 0.01% of the population. That's one in, um, in 10,000 kids okay and it usually presented in early childhood and it was almost exclusively uh, males almost exclusively boys okay that that was in 2015 there were only two uh, clinics in the entire nation that dealt with gender dysphoria okay here we are eight years later or this is from 2000 there are over a thousand clinics and um and, and psych- psychiatrists, psychologists that are treating uh, gender dysphoria. Th- how did that happen? You know, uh, the, the, most of them are girls now and that never experienced any discomfort in their biological sex until they, uh, until they grew up and they heard, uh, you know, a coming out story at a school assembly or discovered the internet community of trans influencers and then these unsuspecting parents are waking up to find their daughters are entranced by these social media influencers and uh, to ger- uh, gender-affirming affa- uh, educators and social workers and therapists who are pushing like life-changing interventions on the girls, including uh, puberty blockers that can cause permanent um, infertility and medically unnecessary uh, double mastectomies. So everywhere in America now, teens and tweens are p- being pressed into locating themselves on a on a gender spectrum with new sexual classifications long before they have finished their um, their development. That would otherwise uh, guide them into discovering who they are. In fact, before any they've had any romantic experience at all. You know they're being pushed into that. It's called early sexualization of children, and young girls that are judged insufficiently feminine, um, you know, are asked outright, "Are you trans?" You know, how can how can one rationally explain this? You know, a similar thing happened in back in and you probably remember this in two thousand. You know, late uh, nineteen nineties and early two thousands, where anorexia and bulimia were um was were was becoming epidemic. And but back then the educational system, the psychiatric community, the um medical. The, the medical community worked against that epidemic. But today, with this psychosis, and it is a psychosis of gender dysphoria, it's being encouraged by the educational system, the psychiatric community, even the medical community, even the government. You know, we the president of the United States went on record saying that children ought to be able to decide what gender they are by age eight.
0: Wow. Except his own grandchildren, of course. Right, right. This is lunacy.
1: You know, is there any other explanation to explain other that this other than a spiritual explanation? This is a very, very powerful demonic force that human beings and institutions are under this influence, under this a spell for a, uh, um, you know, lack of a better word, you could call it, they're under a spell. You know, I can't think of any other rational explanation other than it's, it's spiritual. So, um,
0: well on that note too, I would like to say that there is a, um, a documentary that's out on Vimeo, uh, uh, V I M E O it's called dead name. And it's actually a, a documentary that follows three families who have been destroyed by um, transgenderism. And for one case, a young boy um, was um, had to have surgery to become a girl only because one of the parents thought that he, you know, he should be a girl.
1: Yeah. That's horrible. And
0: uh, the other parent is just, yeah, in disbelief and in shock because she was saying, you know, I my son will never be able to have children when he grows up, wow. and he's been he, his whole life has been destroyed.
1: It's heartbreaking. So it's
0: a documentary that I think people should watch if they yeah. are inclined to do so. Wow. Less than one hour, and it's on Vimeo called Dead Name.
1: Well, we'll wow, we'll check that out. Wow. yeah. Wow. So this radical gender ideology. Is it's, it's really become an instrument of Marxism in, in, because it's designed to undermine traditional marriage and break up the traditional family unit. So, you know, because in the future Marxist utopian world, there will be no families because children all belong to the state. So the seeds of confusion are being so, sown into the early childhood development of school children as to their gender. You know, they're being sexualized through information they're incapable of processing before they reach puberty, you know, through this uh SEL, social-emotional learning, you know, in the name of tolerance and inclusion. And they play upon the natural empathy of the kid, of the young child, to accept ideas and behavior that go against natural biology and traditional morality, you know, so... You know, when a person grows up denying self-evident truths such as people with penises are men, and people with vaginas are women, and that either gender can bear children, then they can become indoctrinated to follow the state in anything against their own natural self uh, interests. So it's not only affecting the kids that are transing. You know, it's it's affecting hundreds and millions of children that are their schoolmates, you know, and, and it's, and it's being encouraged in every school district in Connecticut. I'm sorry to say that people that aren't blind to that. And it's supported a large part by the medical and psychiatric community and school administrators are being protected under the law to encourage children to transition, you know, without parents, without the parents' knowledge or permission. So it's, it's really, really a sad, sad thing. So so to, in order to combat it you know we have to get our priorities straight the, the parents have to get their priorities straight and and recognize how real it is and how it's affecting the children or the children will lose their souls to this horrible ideology and this horrible influence of evil you know we're we're at a crisis situation you know it's a crisis situation you know and um you know we're putting um you know the future is being is going to be directed and run and governed by children that are you know going through this now you know and and that are in our colleges now that are totally indoctrinated so what what is that future going to look like you know it's scary it really is and yeah, but it, it has really to be is. confronted it has to be confronted and and uh, you know I, my heart goes out to families whose children, you know, families who have principles and, and they want to do the right thing. And they want to, they want their kids to grow up in a, um, in a, with a moral compass and with a, um, you know, with it, with a desire to, um, to become, um, you know, kids that can think for themselves and can become entrepreneurs and become, um, you know, um, you know, guided from something internal you know from from having a direction that's based on um, you know a moral compass that is real and true inside of them and nothing can violate that yeah that's a difficult difficult thing to develop in, in kids but but that's yeah. what education used to do you know it, it right. would prepare kids to deal with tragedy and still keep their moral compass and to ke- still keep god at the pinnacle of their life you know because that's when when it's really tested you know when when um yeah,
2: something when, when
1: something bad happens and you know we you know and so many people like you know find fault with god thinking well god did this to me when when realizing that that's that's something to develop their faith something to develop and bring them closer to god closer to the reality that they really are as a as a son and a daughter of an omniscient, omnipotent, uh, divine God, you know that that loves them, you know who who is um, who is completely, totally compassionate, you know who is compassion, who is um, patience, who is understanding, who is reasonable, you know this God who is the who is real is beyond belief good. And 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 it's, and when when children stop to re, stop realizing that God is good, and that His principles are good, no matter what religion they're in, God's principles are good and true and righteous, you know. And 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 they can He can be trusted, and that kind of character will bring children through anything, right. you know, That's and right. and exactly. onto something good. And and those are the kids that we want to to lead America in the future. And 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 there is a movement to create those kids, you know. And, but uh, and different people are picking up on it in different pla- places, and different religions, and different uh, with different ideas. But but God has to be the center. Right.
2: Right.
1: You know. That's
0: right.
2: Yeah. yeah there's you know like a turning point. I think it is Charlie uh, Kirk. Is
0: that? oh Charlie Kirk's turning point. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know. And and you know there's Hillsdale College. There's. You know, there's many there's avenues to go to. You know what I mean, type right, of thing. Right. If they look up for right. Christian education, and, and
1: for for your uh, listeners that are in Connecticut, uh, a good resource is the Family Institute of Connecticut. Um, yeah, if
2: you've heard of them. listeners
1: too, He's a really, uh, you know, that's great. Yeah. So um, well,
0: okay. So I guess we'll we'll stop here. Okay. Another very sobering conversation. Mm-hmm and i really thank that both of you for taking your time into really giving us a education that's i mean i don't know what else to say but it it has been an education and
2: um we're happy to do it so because much for you know, that. it's it's like thank god because you know it's it's really like tom was saying it, it's really critical it's a critical time and it's it's really really sad because you know, we want our children to be happy, and, and it's there's a mask going on that you know, if they don't do this, they won't be happy and they might commit suicide. Well, the whole thing is, you know, God forbid, but the whole thing, if they have a happy, you know, mom and dad, a nice, happy family life, that they won't feel threatened by any of this either, you know,
0: right? And, but exactly. but I, I
2: would say, pull your children out of school. You know, put them in a Catholic school or there's the Lutheran schools, you know, uh, and, you know, or homeschool, um, yeah. you know, and get together, you know. Or the
1: classical Christian schools is a new movement coming up. It's wonderful. Uh, Pete Hegseth right. um, wrote a book called uh, The Battle for the American Mind. I recommend that book to uh, to all of your uh, listeners. Okay. Well right. thank
0: you so much you guys. Okay, thank and you. And I hope you have a great evening. And thank I'll you. Uh, speak to you later on. Okay. 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 We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye.